Good afternoon and welcome to the 330 Sports Show. We are down here live at Youngstown Studio. I'm with Joe Danier. Joe, cheers. Cheers to you, bro. Uh, we are going to talk a lot of Cleveland Browns uh, versus the Houston Texans. We're going to get into the NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, we're going to go through, and I ranked my playoff quarterbacks 1 through 14. I'm curious what Joe thinks, if he would have any differences. We'll we'll talk about that. Huge football news over the past couple of days. Um, obviously, Bill Belichick is now no longer the Patriots head coach. Saw and, that coming a mile away. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the one I didn't see coming yesterday, Alabama's Nick Saban. Yeah, that was... And by the way, do you know Nick Saban once uh, was here in the 330 for a long time? Kent State head coach, Kent State grad, um, coached at Toledo for a year, uh, was on Ohio State staff way back when. Uh, but he has had a legendary career. So you can say Nick Saban is maybe the greatest coach in college football history. Bill Belichick, maybe the greatest coach in NFL history. And within 24 hours, they're both you know, out of a job or in a different job or whatever they're just their think of the offers go. that roll in for those guys. I, I, well, yeah. And I have a feeling for Saban, it's going to be like TV and stuff. I think he's done. Um, and I, and I think it could be, I don't know for sure. So I don't want to speculate, but I think there might be some family health issues there that, that might've expediated that Belichick though. I think he, we're, I don't think we've seen the last of him. So I think, I think we're going to see him pop up somewhere. In the I, NFL? In the NFL. Okay. Yeah. Although, hey, I mean. Alabama. Man, Alabama <laughs> and, and him and Saban are tight. We obviously know the Cleveland Browns roots. But this is, I mean, the first year we started this podcast was back in 2020. So we started the show in August of 2020. So we kind of got to go through that playoff year. So this is the fourth technically football season we've been through on this podcast. But it's only the second, well, third opportunity we've got to talk about a playoff game. So the Browns, you know, knocked off the Steelers. Then uh, they lost that heartbreaker to Kansas City uh, in 2020. Now, you know, they go on this awesome run. We're 11 and six this year. Uh, so many injuries, so many ups and downs throughout the season. A lot of things we didn't see coming. Who would have thought Joe Flacco would be the quarterback of the Cleveland Never Browns in, in 2024 right now? Um, you know, the whole Deshaun Watson stuff, all, all the stuff, Nick Chubb going down week two, you know, all the other injuries. But the Browns are here. You're in the second season. The Browns are the fifth seed. You're going up against the AFC, cha- uh, AFC South champs who you've already knocked off. And it's kind of just awesome at this point you know this is great this is what you want as a browns fan this is what you want as a football fan just give me a chance you know whether it's college football you want to get into the playoffs uh the final four or whatever it might be next year the final 12 in the nfl 14 out of 32 teams make the playoffs but it is not easy to make the playoffs a lot of teams especially in the afc did not make the playoffs with winning records the bengals being one of them the browns uh, along with the Ravens and Steelers and the Bengals, all had winning records in the AFC North, which is the first time that's happened since 1935. That's an amazing yeah. stat. Can, can I point something out? Now, yeah. I do this pretty regularly. But we as Brown fans, our expectations keep going up step yeah. by step. Like, met number of years, let's do a 500 mm-hmm. season. And then, yep. you know, let's just have a winning season. Mm-hmm. And then now, you know, you have something like, will anything 
in the future be good enough if we don't reach the the playoffs right. again. So culture changed. And and to me, this year the goal was to get to the playoffs. Um, I think right now you can say whatever. Everyone can move the goalposts and say this is my goal. This whatever you know, but we just want a winning team. And like I said, just get me to the playoffs and give me a chance. And the Browns are road favorites in Houston. So you got more than a chance there for whatever reason, this line is, uh, I think it's at two. Now, the last time I looked, uh, Browns are favored by two points, which is the, the lowest of all the, the spreads this weekend, which I think is kind of crazy. So, um, but we'll, we'll talk about this game and, many others the the other six going on you want to talk about what's going on with this computer so, here? so i want to tell you that the, the this is the oldest computer in youngstown computer slash youngstown <laughs> studio history okay it was purchased in like 2011 oh right and okay. so it served its time as a regular laptop and then it, it it now just does your graphics for the show okay well about a month ago it started to make noises mm. right it started to show the throes of death coming on. So I wanted to, it would be very easy if I could have just replaced it for the show. Yeah. But I want to run a memoriam while it's still with us because this will be its final show. So okay. it's treated you very well. It has. It and has. I I mean, I wouldn't be able to put up these fun graphics without it. That so, is, you want to name it? Because I would. I don't have anything to put on the. Let's call it, uh, I'm trying to think of. It's called Sarah McLaughlin. I will remember you. <laughs> Isn't that what she says? Huh? Yeah, I don't know. Sa I don't know. That Sarah was the laptop. That was the first thing I, I knew it was going to be a chick. So, name. I just 100. Yeah. percent uh, You know, it it, it it it's treated me well. It's been yes. A, All right. A good. Companion. So Sarah, thank you for your service. And if you hear anything in the background like squeaking or death throes, so that's Sarah. Can I say this? Are we going to bring in a young, hotter model? A hundred percent. Yes. To replace her. Okay. We'll we'll think of a new name for her. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to say a name. Well, yeah, you got to meet her first. That might get me in trouble. I don't know. You got to meet her. And <laughs> yeah, you got to meet her a little bit. To buy her dinner or something. 100%. Okay. okay. Right. So, but right. that was by design. The noise okay. is, is endearing. Okay. So, I mean, that'll keep me, that'll keep me like focused. It's not throughout. annoying you. So. I knew it would annoy you. That's like <laughs> it half, does of, a little half bit. of this. It's not going to lie. It's on your soul a little but bit. But that, that's all right. Like I told Joe, I said, I'm battling as I'm sure 60% of the people out there right now, I have like a major sinus pressure, just like above my nose, you know, the back of my head. Um, it's just been so annoying, but the Browns on Saturday are kind of what's getting me through the week right now. Just like, well, so looking forward to that game, but like literally it has not been fun. Just like battling this and like, and I'm not sick, like sickly, you know, I don't, I don't have a cold. I don't have a fever, no stomach issues or anything like that but it's like oh i just why can't i feel right you know like mm -hmm. and i just everybody gets like that but it's so you have your medicinal rye over yes. there so a little sazerac rye like you said it it kills it anything in there bacteria and, be gone yeah so i mean hey that's fine we you wiped everything down everything's um clean disinfected clean. And, and you know we got at least a hundred proof um bourbon to, to help us out so <laughs> cheers to that we got coffee. I got gum here to help, you know, just, just keeping Listen everything up. right. So, yeah. So, um, so give me your thoughts on this game heading into the weekend. Well, I'm, I'm I, I really wanted to see them, um, you know, play 
a CJ Stroud list team. Yeah. But I also wanted to see what it would be like when they're at full health. But I didn't mm-hmm. want it to happen when we were down a couple of spokes on our tires as well. Yeah. This will be, I think, a, an equal game to last. I think mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of what it is. They're going to be better, and we're going to be better. I think it's going to be an exciting game. Yeah, I, I really do too. And I'm glad you brought up the CJ Stroud point. We'll talk about him in a minute here. But it's always weird for me. I always, as an Ohio State Buckeye fan, or, you know, if a YSU guy ever got drafted to the Browns or the Steelers, it's it's like an interesting dynamic because, you know, CJ Stroud, I love the guy, you know, love him, but I don't want him to do well right. on Saturday. Or maybe he can do well in garbage time when, when the game's already decided. But um, it's just one of those weird dynamics. I know some people are like, well, I hope he does well, but obviously I want the Browns to win. You know, it's like, when I'm a Browns fan, I'm rooting for whoever's in brown and orange, whether they went to uh, Michigan, whether they went to Ohio State, whether they went to Notre Dame, whatever college it might be. Just give me that win for Cleveland. Well, the same thing happens when an ex-Brown shows up on another team that mm-hmm. we play because we love our team. We yeah. get to know them. We cheer for them. So even if they're on opposing us, there's a part of you that's like, go mm-hmm. you, but not right now. Yeah. You know? And the Browns have at least two former Houston Texans on their team right now with that obo okoronkwo and I'm, I'm i'm getting better at my yeah. pronunciations and um and the tight end uh his name's escaping me right now uh akins jordan akins uh so you know and akins i know said earlier in the week he's like houston yeah they got a really good team but we got the better team so you know hopefully that plays out on the field this is the second time in what like they played him on christmas eve so you're talking about three and a half four weeks ago was the last time you guys played. So uh, I think Ford is going to have an amazing game. Yeah. I really am. I okay. think this is going to be his game. Okay. Well, I have some numbers that might push back on that thought okay. in a little bit, but we'll, but I hope you're right. Yeah. So um, we'll talk about that. Um, real quick thoughts to, to back it up to uh, the former Browns head coach and the former Browns defensive coordinator. Just your overall thoughts on Nick Saban, who we said might be the best college football coach coach of all time and bill belichick who you know led new england i think it was 24 years six championships so your overall thoughts on those two I, guys i think they are coaching geniuses i think you put any team in front of them mm-hmm. and they can make it better no matter what yeah and so you know as the as the league has evolved it, they always seem to be able to create lightning no matter who they have on their staff yeah and you know i i think with with belichick um you know there's the argument of like well Brady versus Belichick. Like, was it more Brady? Was it more Belichick? Well, Brady went on and won a Super Bowl without Bill, and the Patriots have have struggled mightily since. But quarterback's the most important part of the roster. You can always say it's like the X's and O's versus the Jimmys and Joes, you know, kind of thing. Well, part of the genius is he built that team around Tom. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so when Tom's not there, and right, you can't just fit another piece in there when Tom was such a <laughs> right. different quarterback. Right. Well, and. Uh, a lot of the backlash to to Bill Belichick is uh, he was the architect of that roster. A lot of times he was a general manager picking those players and he didn't necessarily do a great job with that, but you can't argue with his coaching on the field. Like what he did, he had a really bad team this year and they went into Pittsburgh and they beat them. They, they played Buffalo tooth and nail, you know, they, they scrapped and they clawed and they fought. And yeah, there was a lot of games that looked ugly, but they, I think he got a lot out of the guys on his roster. And I mean, you know, if you're telling me for the next 24 years, 
you'd win a Super Bowl 25% of the time. I think every single fan in the league is signing up for that. Absolutely. Give me six titles over a 24-year period. Uh, hell yeah. So yeah. And, um, and I think you know Kevin has done something that I think is even more valuable than what Bill did, which is he created a team that is plug-and-play where we've had yeah. four different quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and they've all won under that team. So yeah. it's not a single-dimensional offense Yeah. No, or you're, defense. Even. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And I think with Stefanski, too, he is – seeing that he can delegate responsibility like you know jim schwartz came in and he has overturned that defense and they are a force to be reckoned with for sure and that obviously helps his offense um on saban um i don't know if there's a better football head coach out there college wise ever than him because of let's just think of the changing landscape so college football now you got to deal with the the portal you got to deal with nil you got to deal with transfers you got to deal with uh recruits and all these you know social media signings and stuff like that and flips and all that stuff he is a guy i think he's in his early 70s but he has come in and he has changed his persona to match that with you know, these 17, 18 year old kids that are coming into college and signing with him. And, you know, Alabama over the last, since he has taken over has really not missed a beat. You know, they have been amazing. You know, I, I know they, they were in the playoff. They just lost, but you know, they made the final four. No one expected them to this year. Um, and you know, he won a title in 2020 and he's won a bunch of others. Uh, he won at LSU. He wasn't successful in the NFL, but you know, Again, we're talking we're talking about him as a college head coach. So yeah. um, it'd be fun if I'm, he took like that Colorado State team and like showed him how <laughs> coaching done. That yeah, yeah, sweet. yeah. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see the paths these two guys go on over the next couple uh, next couple years. Now maybe they're done completely. Maybe they move on, and we'll. we'll Do you see. think there's anybody above those two? Um, in term like current. Yeah, either yeah, they're they're currently playing like a Pete Carroll's the up in that same. Well, Pete Carroll just got canned too. Did you see that? Oh, really? Yeah, Pete Carroll got canned too. Uh, like, well, I'm perfect, sorry, I'm ruining per- the whole. No, thing. perfect transition because there are now 25 percent of the NFL jobs are open. Eight out of the 32 are open. Have been fired. Is the Miami coach up? The Miami coach. Well, I mean, he's got a playoff game to coach this weekend. So dude, Mike McDaniel. Yeah, he's pretty cool. <laughs> I feel like you can relate to Mike McDaniel. Like you'd be out there in your joggers out there up to your uh, half calf. And uh, yeah, no, he's a good dude. Well, I heard him say, he's like, somebody said something about him, like being impressive. Like that's impressive for you to get that NFL head coaching job, not really playing before. And he's like, that's not impressive. I'm a nerd. What's impressive is getting my hot wife to marry me. <laughs> and I just thought like quotes like that are Hell, what, what yeah. makes him awesome. So yeah, Mike McDaniel, maybe, maybe, you know, eventually could, I, could work you, his you way put, up there. You put an old school coach in like Bill Belichick next to uh, him. And like, I don't even know if they have anything to talk about. Like what would the conversation be? I bet, like? I bet they would. You think I, so? I think it'd be interesting. I, but it could be a lot of, a lot of pushback. So, and sometimes, you know, opposites attract too, yeah. you know? So, um, so we'll see. I think Belichick would be the tougher one to work with than, than Saban though, mm. for sure. So I don't know. Pete we'll see. Carroll, but yeah, but yeah. How about this? So eight, eight NFL 
head coaching jobs open. Tennessee fi- fired Mike Vrabel, who very well could go to New England. A lot of Ohio State fans want him in Columbus, um, but I don't think that's quite uh, on the table quite yet. Panthers during the season fired Frank Reich. Chargers fired Brandon Staley in season. Arthur Smith, who, by the way, his parents... I I believe it's his parents that own FedEx or something like that. So he's going to be just okay. You know, he's going to be okay. The commanders fired Ron Rivera. The Raiders fired Josh McDaniel. Bill Belichick, obviously, out in New England. And then Pete Carroll in Seattle. Um, Not a great year for, you know, we're the 330 sports show. Like, for 330 coaches, Mike Vrabel is from Canton. Uh, fired, um, but a great coach. Josh McDaniels, also from Canton, fired. Bill Belichick, who once coached here, uh, uh, fired. So, you know, not a not a great uh, <laughs> time for the uh, coaches from the no. 3-3-0. So, speaking of coaches, um, I want to just touch on, before we get to the Cleveland Browns uh, and Houston Texans preview here, I want to talk about very briefly, one to two minutes about the national championship game Monday. So reluctantly, I'm going to bring up Michigan winning the national championship. Congratulations to them. Um, They kind of earned it, you know, whether it gets stripped or whatever, their fans and their team, that's not going to be taken away from them. That feeling, that, you know, emotion, whatever. So congratulations to them. I do have some Michigan fans in my life that I'm happy for, but the rest of the Michigan fans screw them, you know, like (laughs) hell with them. But I do have, I do have two cousins that went to Michigan and are great people. Uh, We have several, um, I, I can't name a percentage, but there, there's a decent amount of Michigan fans in the Youngstown area. And I'm happy for those nice people that are Michigan fans, <laughs> nice uh, but I can't stand the rest of them. So um, hopefully this is the last thing, but I saw this on the internet uh, on Twitter and I had to share this. This was the best thing I saw on Monday night. It says Jim Harbaugh sees his mom and dad for the first time after winning the national championship immediately. I don't know who Mark AG is, but he said, this is crazy. His parents abandoned him at birth and wouldn't see him until he won a national championship. I thought that was the best thing I saw on the internet that night that made me laugh. And it made me, it took the sting out of it a little bit, but I will say one thing real quick, Ohio state related before we get to Michigan. I think Michigan, the punishment is coming in the offseason for them. And I think it's going to be fairly heavy handed. And I think for Ohio State, something that you can bounce back on is they have right now nine players coming back to the team that a lot of people thought were going to go to the NFL draft and possibly two more uh, coming back. So and they've picked up some really solid players in the portal. So we'll see. But uh, next year they're going to get Michigan back some payback uh, three years overdue. So looking at that quarterback, who do you got any picks who you hope makes their way here? I think it, well, it's, it's Will Howard right now that they picked up from Kansas state. So hopefully he's the guy, he's a big dude. He, a lot of people have compared him uh, better passing JT Barrett. Uh, some people have compared him to Josh Allen, which I think is a bit of a stretch, but he's got that same build six, four, 230 big guy can throw the ball, but he's also a good runner too. So 
Uh, we'll talk about Ohio State, you know, more in the future going forward. But let's talk about the Browns and the Texans. So this game, Browns the five seed, Texans the four seed in Houston, even though the Browns had the better record and they beat the Texans head to head. This is actually the same stadium that uh, the national championship was played out on Monday. But this will be a 430 game on NBC as of last check, which was about 2.30 today. The Browns were a uh, two-point favorite with the total of 44 and a half. And this is an NBC game, by the way, so you don't have to subscribe to Peacock or any of that stuff. That will be for the uh, Chiefs-Dolphins game later that night. So, um, But if you did want to watch that Chiefs-Dolphins game, it's like a free trial for seven days and whatever. So, you know, and it's... $5.99 $5.99 a month. You can you can uh, pony up for that if you want to watch a game that bad. So um, let's take a look at the uh, playoffs and what it looks like. So you got the Browns and the Texans Saturday at 4.30. Um, Saturday night, you got the Dolphins at the Chiefs, which it's supposed to be like negative five degrees in Kansas City. So that that looks insane. Uh, right now, Sunday at one o'clock, you got the Steelers and the Bills. The Steelers always find their lucky ass ways of getting into the playoffs somehow. Um, Sunday at 4 30, you got the Packers and Cowboys. That I think should be a pretty good game. Sunday night, you got the Rams at the Lions, which is Matthew Stafford uh, going back to his old city in Detroit uh, to play the Lions. And then Monday night, you have the Eagles hosting or excuse me the eagles traveling to tampa bay and the fighting baker mayfields with uh both one seeds having a bye baltimore and san francisco is it stafford goff stafford and goff yeah no shit like how cool is that it should be that's i think that's going to be one of the most anticipated games of the weekend and that should be a, a fun game both teams throw it a lot uh, should be an exciting game to to get after it. That that would be like outside of the obviously the Browns uh, for me. That's probably like my second favorite game of the week. What's weekend. the worst game? Worst game. <laughs> it won't be so bad if uh, if Buffalo just trounces Pittsburgh. Yeah. But to me, that's probably the from a national perspective that might be the least least anticipated game. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, our area, a lot of people are going to be watching that closely. Um, Here's a theory I heard. They put the the Chiefs on Peacock so the Taylor Swift uh, Swifties would go subscribe to Peacock for a month that that don't already do that. So So it's just, it's a a conspiracy theory, Joe. So I thought you would like the conspiracy theory aspect of that. But do you know how much they paid? They paid like over a hundred million for that game, like 110 million for that game. And I think they had one, one game earlier in the season. So that's some crazy stuff. Can crazy I, stuff. can I, can I ask you about something yeah, like you, you can be kind of delicate yeah. about this. The Cincinnati's quarterback's wife. Oh, in that box. I'm glad you brought her up. Yeah. The new uh, Taylor Swift of the AFC yeah. here. I saw, I saw some people online calling her trailer Swift. Tra- I did. I did not like that. I did no, not like I that. Took offense. To yeah, that, for I sure. I, I felt like I wanted to defend that woman. Yeah. So yeah, th- those of you who didn't see it, it, it is a. Can you find a picture? A bodysuit, a it's, white bodysuit that was very complimentary. Very much so. Yeah. She. Um. So Jake Browning's girlfriend, I guess, is 
what you would search. But yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> that picture is better than the video than any video I saw. So wait till wait till Joe pops this on the screen. This is uh, yeah. you cannot go wrong here. And why anyone would criticize this woman, I will defend her. Uh, I will defend her to to death. So your thoughts on on that, Joe? I, I was taken aback by it. Um, yeah. What I mean, does that mean? <laughs> I, I didn't have words, right? Yeah. And, I, and so you have the, the the frontal view, the zoomed in frontal view. Yeah. And that takes the world by storm, the caption says. And uh, I'm not not disagreeing. So Stephanie Niles is her name, the girlfriend of Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, Jake Browning, who uh, he won on the field Sunday and he certainly won off the field. Yeah, let me um, let me zoom in on this because I we got to give her... <laughs> We, we got to make sure all we'll zoom in too far, but yeah. Um, there we go. Yeah. And no, no complaints out of, uh, I don't think anyone that was watching. So I, you know, as we'll in just a, leave that up in, a, the <laughs> in a meaningless game, um, I don't think uh, the Browns fans were even complaining and, and kind of almost rooting in the first half for Cincinnati to score a, a little bit. A little so, bit. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a win on and off the field for for Jake Browning. So tip of the cap to you, my friend. Uh, well done, well done, sir. So yeah, and I have I have to say that uh, Joe Flacco's wife isn't a slouch either. No, she's no, very good looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No complaints there. Um, so let's go to some bad news though. Okay. Before we get into this, so this this guy luckily is not wearing a one-piece bodysuit, but uh, he will most likely not be playing for the Browns this weekend. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, Phil Hopkins, as, for Phil Hopkins yes. as Joe likes to call him, uh, will not be not expected to play. He has not been ruled out as a, of last check by me on Thursday afternoon, but uh, he is not expected to play. Riley Patterson, uh, the kicker they picked up from the Detroit Lions, is expected to be in his place, but at least they will have a kicker on the roster. He's uh, good enough. He yeah. he has a game under his belt with us. A couple yeah, games, couple right? now, like yeah. Because yeah. ironically, um, Hopkins got hurt in the game against the Texans, uh, kicking off. You know when they had um, they returned that kick for a touchdown, yep. trying to chase uh, Antonio Pierce down, and you know ironically, you're now back to the scene of the crime, and uh, still, I think, I think. You know, knock on wood, uh, when we win, uh, he will be back next week. And if we're playing in Cleveland, well, and I, I think if your team knows, like, oh, yeah, we're not going to kick, we're going to go score touchdowns, yeah. they're just like, okay, let's do that because mm -hmm. we played an entire game without a kicker. You're, yeah, yeah. But it is nice to just say, all right, we're, we're, it's tied. We need a 30 yard field goal. Go out and kick. Would it. you hold your breath? Riley's Pro up there, probably 45 yeah. yards. Let's let's just hope. Let's just hope. And we see it's a two-point spread. Um, let's just hope the Browns have a comfortable lead where we don't have to worry about that. So I think Stefanski will be more aggressive in this game, yeah. no, partly knowing that. Um, and he's an aggressive coach overall. But I think just knowing uh, the kicker status, not being 100%, and maybe even when Hopkins comes back, you know, next week, hopefully, you know, we're – we're still in the in the playoffs, um, you know, going for the AFC championship next week. Hopefully, um, we won't have to be relying on the kicker then either. But um, I think Stefanski, depending on the health 
of certain players might be uh, more aggressive depending yeah. on that I'm situation. Totally. And it's like, you're here, you go for the win now, you yep. know, and, and we'll see. But uh, you also want to play it smart. You're not going to go fourth and 17 from the 18 yard line, right. you know? So, um, so yeah, we'll, t we'll take our chances and see what we got, but this and, and is a professional your defense is, is healthy. Then you can, you know, if it's a 50 yard mm -hmm. kick, you punt them, put them at the one yard mm -hmm. line, then let your defense do exactly. That. And that's something we have to fall back on is, uh, arguably the best defense in the NFL. Yep, exactly. So um, here is a look at the injury report uh, going into today. Now, these are uh, based on yesterday's practice. So Hopkins most likely is going to be out. Corey Bajorquez, the punter, does look like he'll be back. Mike Ford, uh, he's probably like your fifth corner. He was limited in practice. Marquise Goodwin limited, but will practice. Cedric Tillman is the one I'm concerned about. Um, he's probably your third or fourth receiver right now, but he was in concussion protocol um, from last week's game. I don't know if he's going to make it back or not. Now, he's not like putting up like these crazy stats, but he is a good blocker. Yeah. So that's where I think um, that loss could hurt you. Can I ask you something? Yeah, please. Do you think they ever use this list as a psychological weapon? When, you know, the other team sees that you got a bunch of sideline offense yeah. and there might be maybe a little dinged, but maybe you well, put a highlighter on it to make them think that somebody's not going to be so there. So from what I understand of the injury report and in college and the pros are very different because with college, there's like HIPAA stuff, but the pro the pros, it's like you're professionals, you're getting paid for this, um, which co college has kind of become. But anyway, um, it's for a gambling aspect a lot of times because they want to give betters and you know bookmakers whoever uh in a level playing field if you will so a psychological standpoint i don't know uh if that's a huge factor but i mean i i bet there's there's probably some mind games being played like oh is this guy gonna play or or not play but if they're not practicing and you have to think like Yesterday was Wednesday, but that's really like a Thursday this week because they're playing on a Saturday instead of a Sunday. So if you're not playing like two days, three days before a game, um, there's a good chance you're not going to play in the game. So so we'll see. I don't know. But if your opponent game plans around your starters that you publish, yeah, and all of a sudden like four, five, you know, four or five of those, yeah. end up starting, you could really mess up what they planned on doing to you. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't. I don't um, disagree with that. I, I think that's, I think that's a good point. But you know, you're also by because these these are like league implemented. So you have to disclose, you know, you have to disclose you, there, or you'll get a heavy fine or lose draft picks or something. So you don't want to put your team, your own team behind the eight ball just to mess with another team. So I think there's like, yeah, there's some gamesmanship, but there's up to a point where it's like, you don't want to screw yourself over too. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so you think Ward is completely out. You think that's a real Wait, who? Ward. Denzel Ward? Yeah. No, he's playing. He's playing. Yeah, he's playing. So who? He's playing. Wh which one of our um, DBs were without? I oh, it was, it was Mike, Mike Ford. Ford. Mike okay. Ford. Oh, gotcha. Um, and he's limited. Yeah, Denzel Ward is playing. Yeah, Denzel Ward is playing. So, Ward. no, he is. He was on the injury report, but with like a shoulder, but like um, nothing serious. He was a full participant okay. in practice. So he's good to go. Yeah, Denzel Ward. The whole, And actually, Grant Delpit, has been like designated to return from the IR. So he had to miss four weeks. 
going on the IR, he could possibly be back for this game. So okay. if he's back and you have Thornhill back, who was practicing on a limited basis, um, you'll have your secondary as a whole for the first time in well over a month. So that would be really great stuff there. Um, the Texans, however, are kind of in a trouble spot here. If you look at some of these players on their list, Will Anderson Jr. was the number two player in the NFL draft this year. Um, excuse me, number three player behind C.J. Stroud, but the first defensive player taken off the board. He has not practiced the last two days. He is, you could say, their best defensive player. Um, another guy on that list that sticks out to me, Jonathan uh, Grenard. He got banged up in, in the game versus the Browns. He has not played since. He has still not practiced. So even if he comes back, I don't. I wouldn't expect him to be, uh, you know, ready to go. But a lot of those players are on their defensive line, and that is one of their strong suits. So that could be a really, really, really big benefit, big boost to the Cleveland Browns. So players you're not going to see on the Browns injury report are you know, Jack Conklin, because he's been out, you know, people like that. But Jed Wills, um, you know, the list goes on and on. But we also have put guys in there that have played a lot and have a lot of game experience now that are back healthy, kind of ready to go. And, you know, they, they've been doing a good job with the Browns offense. So. so can I ask you about that Cincinnati game a little bit? Yeah. Like we got to see a whole, you know, team of twos and threes, yeah. right? Was there any disappointments in things that were leaky that shouldn't have been honestly the Bengals were playing that game to win it um i i i really didn't take too much stock in that game okay. it was kind of like let's let's play this game let's try to get out of here healthy and you know hopefully some of our younger guys can pop you know um there's some other there's some guys i think some younger guys that use that as a you know kind of a measuring stick. Hey, um, am I where I need to be? Probably not. I think there's some, you know, but if you're getting into your depth, like second, like deep second string, third string guys, um, you know, that's an area where I'm not too concerned about because, uh, especially in the playoffs, hopefully that depth isn't tested as much, but that was a good opportunity for some of those younger guys to get some playing time, but it also shows them, Hey, maybe I need to work on this or, you know, work on that to actually get some playing time in 2024. So. Yeah. And I, I feel like the depth on our offensive line was really good. And so yeah. I was kind of disappointed that the quarterback got so much pressure. And then it's yeah. like, he was holding the ball for 19. You're also throwing there. a guy in there that you just signed right. from the Arizona practice squad. And, he will be the backup quarterback going forward. Let's just hope we never have to see him play. You know, we never have to see him play. So just like PJ Walker, you know, thanks for those couple wins, buddy. But let's never hope to see you again. Yeah. Um, so let's just keep Flacco upright, keep him healthy, and uh, let's go. So um, let's talk about a couple of the playoff quarterbacks. So not a couple of them. Let's talk about all of them. So Patrick Mahomes has 11 playoff wins. Joe Flacco has 10. No other quarterback has more than four. So you got um, Allen and you have Stafford with four. Um, and then, you know, there's a couple guys. There's one guy with three, which is uh, Jared Goff. Uh, there's a couple guys with two, a um, couple guys with one, which is Baker being one of those. And then four quarterbacks, 
Mason Rudolph, Jordan Love, Tua, and then CJ Stroud, who obviously a rookie with no playoff victories. So um, I ranked my guys. So if I'm just selecting a quarterback for Team X and I need the best quarterback to play in the playoffs for whatever team you give me, I'm going with Patrick Mahomes, number one. Uh, I got some pushback uh, about my Josh Allen pick about for him too. Stafford three, Lamar Jackson four, Dak Prescott five. I put Flacco six, Tua seven, Jalen Hurts eight, Stroud nine, Purdy ten, Goff eleven, Baker twelve. Um, I put Love thirteen and Mason Rudolph fourteen. Um, Can you put him twenty nine, please? <laughs> yeah, I should put him fifteen. Twenty nine out of fifteen. I'll take. Um, What's <laughs> I'll take Jeff, Jeff Driscoll number 14 and uh, Mason Rudolph 14. He has played good as much as I can't stand him. He yeah. has played well over the past couple of weeks and to get that lucky ass I, I franchise hate both Rudolph win. and Minshew. I don't know why I hate Minshew so bad, but I do. Oh, I like Gardner Minshew. Okay. That little, little dance he did. Okay. I freaking hate that. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. So look at my list here and tell me anything you disagree with there. So See, how it's so close. Like that yeah. is first is that top five there. I'm going to say like Jackson and Mahomes super like all three of those Jackson, Mahomes and Allen. Mm -hmm. You can really move those around and I really wouldn't object to it sure. that much. Uh, Stafford. I don't know. I'd probably drop him below Jackson. Prescott has his days, but so does Tua. Right. Flacco's a little bit more consistent. So I'd probably put him below Jackson, Stafford, Mahomes. Um, and then your bottom seems pretty right. I, I don't know. Hurts again. Like he's had a couple seasons where he's up top. Yeah. But not this, this year. Absolutely not. He, yeah. I mean, the Eagles started out 10 and one and they are, they finished the season, uh, one and five. So, um, yeah, not, not great there, but I am going to put Mayfield at one just because that's just where my head takes me. <laughs> one baby. Okay. But you take a look. I mean, there's only four Super Bowl titles out of all these quarterbacks, and we got one of those guys that have won it. Mahomes has half of them. So, uh, and then and then uh, Stafford's the only other one with a Super Bowl title, so or Super Bowl win. So, um, knows how to win games. That's for let sure. me let me tell you this, and I think or let me ask you this, and I think I know your answer. Which one of those guys would you not want as your quarterback? Hmm. I'm going to say Rudolph just because that was too easy, but yeah. let's pretend Rudolph's not there. Okay. Let me pick somebody other than Rudolph. I know you love Baker. So you're, yeah, you would take Baker. I don't know much about love at all. Jordan love is the first green Bay quarterback to make the playoffs uh, in his first season as a starter, which he got a lot of heat being behind Rogers all those years, but he has done a pretty great job this year. Yeah, I, I just don't think Rudolph belongs on the list, so I'm still going to go with him. Even if he's not on the list, I'm going with him. <laughs> All right, that's fine. That's fair. That's fair. So Mason Rudolph. Yep. So, but we'll see. I mean, hey, the Pit Pittsburgh's in the dance. So again, that's all you can ask for uh, as a, uh, a how they playoff snuck team. into the freaking playoffs. Ridiculous. This team. Um, I will give C.J. Stroud a little bit of love here before we start uh, going into the Browns' keys to victory here. But did you know? I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. This is a very difficult question. CJ Stroud is one of these three answers. There are only three quarterbacks in the NFL history, history to lead the league in passing yards per game, passing touchdown to interception ratio in a single season. So 
CJ Stroud was 25 touchdowns, I think five interceptions uh, this season, maybe even four interceptions. Mm. Um, but he, along with two other players, have led in those categories, passing yards per game and touchdown to interception ratio. Only three guys. You would know both of the names for modern sure. Era? Yes. Okay. Oh, uh, modern. When do you include modern era? Well, I, I would say from since we've been alive. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who used to light it up but not throw interceptions? Mm -hmm. Man, everybody thinking of Kurt Warner is lots, lots, and lots I, can of. Can I tell you the one guy on this list you know very well, but the other guy on the list was. The other guy in the list role model. I don't know if that helps at all. All right. Montana. Montana is one. Okay. So we've got CJ Stroud, Joe Montana. Marino. Not Marino. Dang. Not Marino. Tom Brady. All right. Tom all Brady. Right. Yeah. So Joe Montana did it in 1989. I thought that was the tougher of the two. Tom Brady, 2007, and then CJ Stroud this year. So unbelievable stuff out of that so cj stroud this year nine and six as a starter four and two so he has six games of 300 yards or more he is the favorite for uh rookie of the year i think it's between him and uh best rookie name of the year puka nakua so i think it's between those two and he was named as a pro bowl honor it uh alternate excuse me um and he's a buckeye quarterback so we got to give him a little bit of love and you know um and then during the game, we can root against them a little bit. So um, I'm going to give my keys to victory here in a minute. What are your keys for the Browns this weekend against the Texans? I, I'm telling you, I think it's um, I, I think that that run game, if they can establish it, I know you said that they yeah. had some pushback on their run. Yeah, no, defense, but no, but that's I, good. I honestly think if Ford and strong and, you know, are we are is what's his name? Hurt uh, Hunt is Hunt, Hunt's good to go. He's good to go. Yeah. I think those three. They establish like not not high yards, mm -hmm. right? But a wear out that defensive yep. line, and yep. I think I think our passing game is later in the. Where in the I said that earlier, um, the Texans are actually the number one defense in the NFL in running backs yards per carry. However, when I showed you that injury report earlier, it was all defensive linemen. So if they are banged up and they're playing their second string guys, then that opens things up and an opportunity. I'm sure Stefanski is all over that this week, you know, trying to set up that run game to maybe you're throwing to run or maybe you're running to set up that play action pass game too. Yeah. And, so. and like teams like Baltimore and Kansas city and new England knew how to close games out. Mm -hmm. So they might give up the points in the first half to wear the crap out of your defense yeah. and then, pick you apart in the latter parts of the game. And I think yeah. that's what we're going to do this year. Well, I, I think, I think let's just, uh, let's just take it. I, I don't want to, I don't want to wait and save it all for the second half. Let's get after him early. Yeah. Let's get after him early. 30, 30 runs in the first half, <laughs> 30 <laughs> runs. And then two act, two play action touchdown passes off back of those. Back. Yeah. Mr. Bell get two more baby. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so here are my keys to victory uh, against the Houston Texans. So one, Browns must limit turnovers. This was a crazy 100%. stat I saw. So in the regular season, so you play 17 games, the Browns were three, uh, three wins, 11 losses, and three ties, again, in the turnover ratio. Those three games that they won, they actually won the game, too. So they beat the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Cardinals. So 3-0 and when they win the turnover battle. 
when they tie or lose the turnover battle, they are eight and six. So still pretty good. You're defying the odds there, but mm -hmm. you're almost guaranteeing yourself a win with that defense if you don't turn the ball over. So that's key one for me. Key two, you must limit Nico Collins. He is sure. uh he is the he's actually the wide receiver from Michigan. So you got an Ohio State quarterback throwing to Michigan wide receiver, but Stroud that he he is the main dude. He has almost 1300 yards uh for them this season. So basically him and Amari Cooper stat line look very similar this year, but um Stroud's worst games this year have come against really good pass defenses. The New York Jets, they really struggled with the New Orleans Saints, Carolina Panthers, and the Baltimore Ravens. C.J. Stroud all struggled against those teams this year. But if you limit, and I'm sure Jim Schwartz is a little bit smarter than I am when it comes to coaching uh, defense uh, in the NFL. So I'm going to say Jim Schwartz probably knows he needs to limit Nico Collins. And uh, if they can do that, and they have two of the best cover corners in the league, three if you include Greg Newsome, um, I think they can get that job done. So and I limit think we've, that. We, we've done very good about containing those those quarterbacks that can run. Too, yeah, those mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, so. yeah. and C.J. Stroud. There's some there's some interesting uh, stats with him. When he has like a clean pocket, he is like the best quarterback in the league. But when he has pressure in his face, that's when he really struggles. So you know, which is true for just about any quarterback. We got edge so rushers. They will we, not let you sit yeah. back there and play all day. Yeah. So obviously miles is the key to the game. He's a game wrecker. Um, but your, your guy, uh, Zadarius Smith yeah. and you got Obo Okoronkwo is, and uh, our linebackers are in the backfield all the time. So, I mean, pressure is key. And I think, uh, Schwartz is going to dial it up for this game. So that was my third key get after their banged up o-line so they yeah. got a banged up o-line they got a banged up d-line miles just do your thing um and then zadaria smith his best game of the year was against the texans on christmas eve i think he had two and a half sacks in that game let six get up there in your business knifing in there oh yeah and yeah J your guy jok he he's a game wrecker he's a game wrecker and my final key to the game um the browns defense for his heralded and lauded and you know how many everything that they've been you know the great things that have been said about them this year um there is one area where they really struggle at um it's the red zone so if they um they've allowed 41 trips into the red zone this year which is the league low which is awesome but they've given up a, a total of 30 touchdowns on those 41 possessions so uh if the browns can you know bend but not break type thing uh or just just don't let them in the red zone that's always good too so easy um, yeah Schwartz, hey. but <laughs> yeah <laughs> just do that yeah just don't yeah just it's like happy gilmore it's like oh if i would have known i could just hit the ball in the <laughs> hole in one shot that'd be so much easier you know so well yeah, I'm, but, I'm telling you you're totally right you put pressure and then nico's out of the game like you mm -hmm. take him out of the game if you don't let his routes develop and his uh you know we we take the pressure off our our you know defensive backs yeah totally let's so um let's take a look at overall the whole uh playoff bracket as it stands now so the browns texans chiefs dolphins Bills, steelers on the afc side on the nfc side um you got the the uh, buccaneers eagles you got the lions rams and you got the cowboys and uh you have the green bay packers so Let's go through 
some of these spreads here. Okay. And we're going to just, you know, we're going to go through each of the six games kind of quickly, you know, 20 seconds on each one we'll spend. But uh, Bill, let's start with the Bills and the Steelers. This is the biggest line. So Bills are minus 10, are laying the 10 points, uh, or giving, excuse me, giving the Steelers 10 points uh, with a 35 and a half total. So what's your thoughts on that game? I think there's a homicide investigation at <laughs> halftime. Bills all the way. Okay, you like the Bills big. I'm going to go. Let, are we picking these with the spread? Do it. Let's just do it. We we haven't done that all year, so why not? So Bills, I'm gonna I'm gonna call for the Bills to uh, to cover that spread as well. Um, I'm gonna say over. That's that's not enough points too. So I'm gonna say the Bills and the over. Um, the Chiefs and the Dolphins now. Chiefs are a four and a half point favorite. I think that's a lot of points against the Dolphins. However, the Dolphins are really banged up. Um, and I mentioned this game is going to be freezing cold mm -hmm. and the Chiefs uh, have struggled offensively. So your thoughts on this game? You know what? I, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think the Chiefs actually win it, but I don't think they cover the spread. Okay. So Joe's going with the Dolphins to cover Chiefs to win. Um, what do you think about the total? 43 and a half. Cold weather, I'm saying that's too high. I, th I, under. I think that's a good, if if anybody out there plays a teaser, throw the total points in the teaser and take the under. And you, if you play like a seven-point teaser, you can get that at like 50 and a half. I think that's good value there. All right, Browns, Texans. Browns, last check, were a two-point favorite. 44 uh, and a half is the total. So Browns to cover and then some. Okay. I like the Browns to win by, I'm going to say by a touchdown or more. So I'm going to go with the Browns to cover. I don't really have a good feeling on the total in this game. So I'm going to stay away from that. But Joe and I both like the Browns to cover. See, so. I, and I think it's going to be that, that run game. I think it's going to be low scoring. So I'm going to take the under on that. Okay. So Joe's going to go with the Browns and the under. I'm going to just go with the Browns to cover the spread on that one. Safe. Well, you're not making me commit. Like I don't lose if I oh, do no, that. Oh no, this is just, right, for, just for fun. fun. Okay. Yeah, this right. is just for fun. You you can bet the mortgage or not. So whatever whatever you guys choose. <laughs> oh, uh, just good. don't just don't blame us. Uh, but if you win big, maybe you know throw you can throw a percentage at us. Yeah. So uh, we like bourbon down here. We always will accept bourbon as a In as time. a thank you. Um, all right, Cowboys and Packers. This game is in Dallas. Dallas is very good at home. Um, Seven points is a lot to be uh, uh, giving the, your opponent, but uh, 50 and a half is the total. So Vegas thinking this is a high-scoring game. Um, I am going to go with the Cowboys. I think that very well could be a push, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys uh, given uh, the seven points to the Packers. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Cowboys. I watched on Thanksgiving Day. They're they're, they're going to bring up bring more than seven. And just for the hell of it, I'm going to take the over too, just for fun. Ooh, just for fun. That's score. high. That is high. That is high. Um, all right. Were they playing? They're playing in Dallas. Okay. Right. So, yeah, yeah indoors. If it was in Green Bay, oh, that's under all day. Yeah. But, yeah, Dallas. Um, this game is in Detroit, but it's in a dome. Uh, Detroit giving the three points uh, as the favorite to the Rams. 51 and a half is the total. Uh, what do you, what say you in this I, game? I'm, I'm taking Detroit because that's my heart. Um, I think L.A., is is a tough team, but I'm going with Detroit. Okay, I I'm going to go with you on this one too. I I think this is going to be the best game of the weekend. I agree. Um, so I really don't know what to pick because I think this is going to be. I 
I'm I'm just gonna say this. I'm not gonna take the spread. I'm gonna take the over in this game. Give me a lot of points in this game. Yeah, so I'm gonna, gonna go with the. It I, I think this is gonna be a very very high scoring game at Ford Field, which I got to see a couple weeks ago. It was kind of a cool place. Um, all right, and then the Eagles, uh, traveling to Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. The Eagles are favored by three points. They have struggled down the stretch, but uh, I think they put it together. Uh, this weekend, I think they cover that spread. So I'm going to go with the Eagles uh, on the road to cover the three. Joe? I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers, and I'm even willing to give Philadelphia another 40 points. <laughs> Buckeyes <laughs> by 43. Buckeyes. <laughs> the, bu- the, the Bucks. Bucks. By yeah. 43. The other Bucks. The other Bucks. That's if fair. it's 43, I'm taking the over. Okay. All right. So, well, you're already giving them 43 <laughs> points. So, Joe's taking the Buccaneers. I'm going to take the Eagles in that one. Right. And Joe likes the over. So, whether, whether you want to take that information or not. Do not so, use that information. Um, <laughs> let's go with a couple of fun Joe Flacco stats here. So, in his last six NFL playoff games, nearly 1,700 yards, which is 281 per game, 17 touchdowns to two interceptions, and he has a 5-1 and one record in those games. How does that compare? That's a good ratio. Very good. Touchdown to interception. Very, very good. How about this one? 10-5 and five all time in the playoffs. 8-5 and five on the road, which is second all time. You know who has the most uh, road playoff wins? How many? Who? Take a guess. It's the guy that was in one of the earlier answers. Montana. Nope. Oh, Tom Brady. Yes. All right. Correct. So, yeah, Tom, he's right behind Tom Brady in that. Tom Brady has like 34 playoff wins or something ridiculous, like more than, you know, the next two guys combined or some something crazy. But, uh, yeah, Joe Flacco, unbelievable stats. Uh, but only averaging 215 per game. But you got to think a lot of that time was in Baltimore, cold weather, yep. like grinded out games with some like Steeler, the Steelers and low scoring games. But 25 to 10 touchdown to interception ratio. I'll tell you what, if Joe Flacco has a two to one touchdown to interception ratio in the playoffs for the Browns this year, this team could go very, very, very far. Win the turnover so, ratio. Win up. the game. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. No doubt. Um, Jerome Ford, one of your one of your keys uh, this year. You know, I think he's an under heralded back because all purpose yards. He's put up eleven hundred and thirty two all purpose yards this year. Nine touchdowns on the season. So good stuff out of Jerome Ford. Not getting those huge chunk yards like, you know, seven, eight yards of a carry like Nick Chubb would. But, you know, he will occasionally break the long one. But he's been a solid back for the Browns in emergency situations too because you know you lose the best back in the nfl you're thinking oh we can't run you know then he he puts up over 800 yards rushing over 300 yards receiving really solid season for him so um let's talk about another guy on that list who's had a solid season amari cooper uh 1250 yards uh, this season, he is the first back-to-back Browns player to record 1,000 receiving yards in a season. Pretty impressive. And obviously, you think back to that Texans game earlier, 265 yards, which was a franchise record. Not even your guy, Josh Gordon, got there. Um, he may come back. Like, Josh still has a chance. He's maybe, got some eligibility. Maybe. But I'm going to bet on this guy, yeah, maybe. this next He's- guy, over... Uh, over your guy, Josh Gordon. Okay. I think this is more of your guy now than All Josh right. Gordon. David and Joku. 
set totally. a set a career high with six touchdowns. He actually led the Browns in receptions this year with 81. So he has become a top three tight end in the NFL. I would say Kittle, Travis Kelsey. I would say I'd put him down a little bit this year. But um, there's Laporta for Detroit. There's a, there's a handful of guys you could throw in there. But he is he is. Put himself in that upper echelon of uh, tight ends. Beginning of seasons, I said, I hope we get tight ends involved mm -hmm. in the gameplay, and they absolutely did. Absolutely. Another key to the game, too, could be your guy Kareem Hunt. Set a career high this year with nine touchdowns on the season, especially short yardage, goal line situations. He is huge. Elijah Moore could be an X factor. Um, this guy, I mean, he is the defensive game wrecker. He hopefully will be the defensive player of the year. He was the highest graded defensive uh, pro football focused player this season, but 14 sacks for Miles Garrett. Uh, we need him to do Miles Garrett things this weekend and throughout the playoffs if the Browns want to make a run. So um, whether it's sacks or just pressuring Stroud and letting Zedaria Smith or the secondary, uh, if for forever, how long the secondary has to cover um, you know, the shorter amount of time they have to cover the better for, for all. So, um, your guy, JOK, the leading tackler for the Browns, 101 tacklers tackles this season. Um, you know, and you got your guy, Martin Emerson, Denzel Ward, the Browns defense is a force to be reckoned with. And, uh, you know, the numbers will put it out there. Um, number one, defense in yards allowed number one in passing yards allowed number one in third down percentage they're fifth overall with 28 takeaways um unfortunately allow they're middle of the pack in scoring defense but that's as i mentioned you know the browns have turned the ball over a lot this year uh and some of those scores you know that you think about that like that 49ers game uh 49ers had uh one of their touchdowns was from like the five yard line. You know, a couple of the touchdowns uh, the Browns have given up on defense have been because the offense have put them in a bad spot. So if the offense does the Browns a solid and does that defense a solid, um, they can they can do a, a really good job. The Texans are actually a plus 10 turnover differential, which is really good. One of the better teams in the league in that department. Um, I'm going to put out on social media some of the Browns and Texans um, offenses and, and defensive leaders. So I'm just going to put these graphics out there for you. Um, but the Texans offense will be out without Tank Dell, who is their deep threat for C.J. Stroud. So that's a, a big plus for the Browns. But, you know, they're, they're going to be without some key players, uh, which is going to help the Browns now. You look at the Browns offense versus the Texans defense. Um, Browns offense has really improved in the passing game. They were like bottom five in the league in passing yards. Since Joe Flacco has come up, they've jumped up like 10 spots. Uh, so 217 a game doesn't sound super impressive, but overall right there, middle of the pack in um, yards gained scoring Hey, they're scoring more points than they're giving up, so that's a win. But giveaways, that is the key stat. You cannot turn the ball over. But the Browns are, have been the worst team in the NFL this year in turning the ball over. Now, was that just the last six games this or is, the this whole is, year? This is the entire okay. season. So so 17, so you do the math, that's a little over two a game. 
Um, and like I said, the Browns have only won the turnover differential in three games this mm-hmm. year. So that has to stop. Um, but the Texans, where they have been really good on defense this year, has been, as I mentioned earlier, against the run. They're number six in the league against the run, only 96 yards per game allowed. But passing, you can take advantage of their secondary uh, and, and you can get after them that way. So um, hopefully you can uh, use their injuries and things like that against them and just get after it. So that's where we're at with the Browns and Texans. Um, Joe and I have made our picks. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm not overconfident, but I'm feeling good about going into this weekend. Again, I, I love CJ Stroud, but I do n- I will not be rooting for him this weekend. Um, hopefully he has a great NFL career. Hopefully he wins the rookie of the year, but hopefully we get him that uh, first playoff loss this weekend. So I'm kind of regretting the negative 43 points that I gave you the box. <laughs> that might've been a little bit hard to overcome. That's going to be tough. I'm going to take uh Philadelphia uh, plus the points there. So yeah, the Eagles all the way. Give me the Eagles all in on the Eagles. Um, one thing I saw before we close out here um, was, when you were a kid, did you play outside in the snow? Yeah. Did you play football outside oh, in the snow? Sure. And wasn't it fun to watch it on TV? Yes. So this past weekend, we had one of the best weather games of uh, the year. It was the Patriots and the Jets. Bill Belichick's last game, ironically, as a as the head coach. But Zeke Elliott, another former Buckeye, had this quote, and I think it is so fitting, and I wanted to share it. He said, when I was younger, I always wanted to play a game in the snow. Then I played in the game. Then I played in the snow and was like, this kind of sucked. <laughs> and I'm like, that is totally fitting. And like me, like if the Browns, I will be so happy if they get a home playoff game, but I won't want to be there. I want to watch it at home. Yeah. You know, like I I don't want to sit out in like 10 degree weather. Think about the people in Kansas City this weekend that are going to that game. You're probably paying like two, three hundred bucks minimum to go to that game and sit outside in negative degree weather. And yeah, I know there's one thing supporting your team, loving your team, but I can just as easily do that from my couch and order big screen a TV, $200 meal. And yeah, you, know, you could, you could go buy yourself a new TV and buy yourself a great meal, some great alcohol with the cost of one or two tickets. So one of those suites at the stadium where they're the glass enclosure yeah. and the heat and all that. Now, kind if of you're going to do it, that's the right your way white to do body it. suit. You're good. Yes, that's, that's for sure. Maybe she was uh maybe she was going bobsledding after the it game. Could be. So could yeah. be. I, I'll, either way, I'm a I'm a fan. So yeah. <laughs> One more thing. Last thing we close out. Joe, you shared this. Uh, yeah. You guys share this on social media. This is pretty cool. I actually don't know much about it, so I'm gonna have you explain it to me. Give so, me like a two minute synopsis. Of what so this is since be the about. beginning of Youngstown Studio, I wanted to take what we did out in the community yeah. and give people a, a, a thing to go to, like a yeah. thing to support. And so Penguin City, great friend of the studio down here. When we were doing the Youngstown Pizza Reviews event uh, at, what is that, Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas, Hoppy Holidays. Yes. Yes. And we were talking, we were like, hey, we should do a couple of live events. Give yeah. people a place to go, drink some beers, yeah. support a local business. Yeah. And that was the hatching of the idea. So okay. both you and Freddie, we're going to do a live event okay. uh, where we're going to go on stage. We're going to do our show live. Give people a chance to come down. Hopefully, Bernie Kosar, you know, yeah, maybe, we can urge maybe him. some special guests. Maybe did I say the name? I, I meant to say some, Kern, Kearney Bozar. Kearney Bozar. <laughs> I'm hoping we can get in town and make an appearance. I would stage. love to drink some of uh, 
uh, of that coffee too. Try it out. Apparently, it's got uh, some serious medicinal uh, benefits. Totally. So, I will drink coffee for the cause. Yes, absolutely, no doubt. Whether it's six thirty at night or nine thirty at night or whatever. So, um, but Joe, I mean, we're in the playoffs. Let's be happy here. Let's go one and zero this weekend. Go Browns. Everybody uh, have a great weekend. And that's it. Any more thoughts? All good. Let's go. Let's go Browns. And uh, we'll we'll take it from there. Hopefully we're talking uh, Browns round two next week. So um, go Browns for Joe. I'm Justin. BJ in the back. Uh, everybody have a great weekend and we will see you soon. Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. This is original Youngstown content. Feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook. Thank you for your support.